Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 197. This episode is brought to you by All About Spelling. If you've been around for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about our spelling struggles. We just had a really hard time finding a spelling program that would work not only for my dyslexic child, but also all the rest. And we settled on All About Spelling many years ago. I'm going to say about a decade ago, and we've never looked back. I'm currently finishing it up with child number five, and I still heartily recommend it. It's awesome because it's perfect for your kinesthetic learners, your visual learners. It's short lessons. It's not filled with a bunch of busy work that's not really going to help them learn how to spell. And it's been an amazing choice for our family. So I think you should check it out too. You can also check out their resources and freebies on their site to see if their philosophy would work good for your family. You can find it at 41more.com forward slash spelling. Welcome to episode 197. Today we're chatting about helping your kids gain independence. And we're mainly focusing on academic independence, but we'll talk about some other areas as well. And the little subtitle is, and how to work yourself out of a job, right? Isn't that the goal? We don't want our kids to have to hold our hands their whole lives. We're trying to help them mature and grow up in every area, but especially as homeschool moms, we're thinking about academics as well. And so you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 197. So here's the way a lot of homeschoolers start out or they do this for several years and eventually get burnt out. And this is why, you know, you are helping everyone with everything. You feel like you're a chicken with their head cut off. You feel like everyone needs you at every moment. And you're like, how am I supposed to deal with the toddler or the baby, but also teach this child how to read and also help my middle schooler with math. And, you know, you feel absolutely chaotic. And if you have more than one child, if you have two kids, three kids, four kids, more than that, and everyone has their own subject, even if you're putting them in front of a uh, video lesson, it's still a lot to juggle and it really is chaotic. And I want you to know that if this is you, or at least partially describes how you've been homeschooling, there is a better way. You really can transition from parent-led and extremely, you know, mom has to do every little thing, you can transition from that to student-led work time because what will that do for you? That will allow you to get the housework done, right? Put supper in the crock pot. This will allow you to have time to work on a side business because school doesn't take all day with four kids times six subjects each. It allows you to have quality time to take care of the baby and the toddlers or to work with your younger ones who really do still need that intensive mom time. You're teaching them how to read. They need your attention, but it allows you to have a more peaceful, productive, and efficient homeschooling situation. So if this sounds good, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today and how you can plan to transition because it doesn't just happen with a switch. It doesn't just happen one day. It is something you have to plan for. So even if you're starting out and you just have lots of littles at home, this is a really great episode for you to get a vision for how 
your homeschooling can be. And if you know that you want to avoid certain things, you can plan ahead for that. Now, if you're in the thick of it and you've got high schoolers and middle schoolers and younger kids and it's all crazy, you're going to, you might need to feel like you need to do a more sudden change and that's okay. But listen in and see if you can just start to implement one little thing at a time. So let's jump in with the first point, how the roles of mom and child change throughout the years. So before we jump into specific strategies you can use, let's just talk about the way that your role as a homeschool mom will change through the years and the way your child's independence and responsibility should also change through the years. So if you can imagine, and I'm going to have a picture of this in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 197. But if you can picture a continuum, like a horizontal line, and on the left, we have kindergarten, and then we keep going, right? All the way through the years, right about the middle is sixth grade-ish. And then all the way on the right side is 12th grade when they graduate, okay? So from left to right, there's our time. Well, if you start over on the left with kindergarten, you're going to have mom's involvement way up high. If this is like a line graph, you're going to have mom way up, way up high because you are so necessary in kindergarten. Your child can't read directions. They don't know how to read. Like you have to do pretty much everything with them. Now, it doesn't need to take a lot of time. It doesn't, you know, it could take 30 minutes a day in kindergarten, but it's still, you can't just say, okay, go do all, go do your work you're really involved. So your involvement is really high and your child's responsibility is really low because they don't even know maybe how to hold a pencil correctly at the beginning, right? And so that's the way it is in kindergarten and you just can't get around that. But as you go, okay, let's keep going. Let's follow one of these lines. Let's follow uh, child's responsibility through the years. So in kindergarten, their responsibility is really low. We'll keep going. As you get to sixth grade, your line that you're drawing is kind of going up and to the right. They're gaining responsibility gradually till eventually by the time you reach 12th grade, their responsibilities way, 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 way up at the top. I mean, they might be doing dual enrollment classes. They might be doing local community college. I mean, they're pretty independent. And let's follow mom's involvement through the years. We already said in kindergarten, mom's involvement is really high, but it's going to slowly but surely decrease until you get to 12th grade and mom's involvement is way at the bottom. So essentially these two lines or arrows are going to intersect right around middle school, maybe upper elementary, and then they're going to cross, right? So child's responsibility is going to start way low and get way high. Mom's involvement is going to start really high and then go all the way down to the bottom. And if, you know, at some point in there, they're kind of equal. And then at some point they're switching, right? So by the time your kids graduate from high school, clearly if you've helped them gain independence, I mean, they could do almost all their school by themselves. And that's what we end up doing by the time our kids get to 12th grade. But there is something you have, it doesn't switch all of a sudden. Like I said, it's not just an automatic switch. It's gradual over time and it's going to take 12 or 13 years of focused, um, giving your kids more responsibility and you pull them back a little bit and not doing everything for them. And so I wanted you to understand how the roles naturally change and know that that's the way it should be. And that's the way you want it to be. But let's now talk about some practical ways we can get there. 
So before we jump into areas of academics where you want your kids to gain some independence and get more responsibility for their, you know, for finishing tasks and that kind of thing, think of some non-academic areas where you could focus on giving your kids more responsibility the older they get. Obviously, some simple things that we start with with toddlers and preschoolers are things like daily hygiene tasks. You know, if you're still telling your sixth grader that that she needs to brush her teeth or whatever, she needs to get dressed for the day, you need to figure out ways to keep her on task and give her the responsibility for getting that done without you nagging her. So having things even like a chore chart and a chore system and making sure you delegate things to your kids, even things around the house, like doing their laundry, um, you know, as soon as kids are like four or five or six, they can surely do most of their laundry and this is just my personal opinion, but I don't ever require, like, especially my little kids, they don't fold stuff, but they put it in the appropriate drawer, you know, when it's clean. So, you know, depending on your level of how perfect you want the laundry to be, but if you want to get things like that off your plate, you definitely need to start delegating to kids when they're young. If you're doing your teenager's laundry, you have got to delegate that. There's no reason why you should be doing their laundry when they're in middle school or high school. So think of non-academic areas where you might need to help your kids grow in their responsibility. And I have a whole, um, download or link in our members only resource library about chore charts and how we set them up and divvy up the chores and all that. So if you're interested in that, you can certainly check out the the library at 41more.com forward slash library. And you'll need a password for that. But when you sign up to be on my email list um, at that URL, you will be given the password. Um, another area of non-academic, um, you know, to learn non-academic skills that your kids need to grow in their independence and responsibility are things like simple, like financial literacy and money management. And this can tie back to the chores where if you pay your children small, um, allowance amounts per month and then help them learn how to manage that money, gradually they start to make more money when they're a teenager, they get a job. Now they start to have a paycheck. You give them more responsibility for managing that well. And, but they're still under your, you know, your help and your oversight. So they're not going to make these huge money mistakes, but you're gradually giving them more responsibility in that area. So those are just some simple things to consider. If you've started to give in, give your kids enough responsibility in those areas to help them grow. All right. Now let's jump over to the academic side of things. And let's talk about how you can make a switch. Remember, it's gradual. It's not right away. How can you give your kids more responsibility for their academics? And remember what the goal is. You don't want to be doing everything as a homeschool mom. You have other things to do. You have other kids. Maybe you have younger kids to deal with. You have the house. You have all sorts of things. Plus, you don't want to be run ragged. You want to have a peaceful homeschool day. So let's talk about ways you can manage this well. So let's look at what a vision could be. Let me remind you one more time. By the time your kids get to ninth through 12th grade, ideally they're highly independent, maybe completely independent. We've done that in our homeschool. Obviously I'm here to help them. Obviously they do need help, you know, with different subjects on different days. They need to ask me questions, whatever. That's fine. But in general, I'm not sitting there with 
each of them in high school and saying, okay, it's time to get out your history. Let's see what you're doing today. And like, I don't do that. And they're doing dual enrollment and they're, they're very independent. Now, this is not to say you can't do things together with them still. I know my friend Gina from music in our homeschool. She does a teen morning time in her, in her house. And, um, I've talked about that before. Let me see what the link is for that. So that episode with Gina was episode 173, where she talked about her morning time teens resource. So you might want to check that out if that would interest you. But in general, your high schoolers are going to be independent. So that's the vision. Now, remember the gradual change. I mean, it comes throughout all the the grades of school, right? All the way from when they first are in kindergarten, all the way to high school, it's going to come gradually. But you should see when you look at in their upper elementary years and compare it back to lower elementary, you should see a real big shift. And then when you compare that to middle school, you should see another big shift. And so here are the nitty gritty details. Here is how to do this. If you want to give your kids more independence, here's what I would say. Number one, the curriculum you choose is going to make a huge difference in whether or not this is possible. You have to choose curriculum that works well in a homeschool setting. This is not to say you can never use curriculum that was made for a classroom, but I have found through trial and error and a lot of experience and evaluating a lot of homeschool families in our state that if you get clunky material and programs that really require a teacher to, you know, um, actively teach that course and you, you know, you're not gonna be able to work yourself out of a job because they're always going to require you to be there. If it requires you to lesson plan and to detail out every little thing, that's going to be hard to keep up with, especially with multiple kids. So I would say really choose curriculum that is written for a homeschool situation. Now, the other thing you can do, if you still want to use textbooks that were written for a classroom, but you don't want to go the whole lesson plan route and what they want the classroom teacher to do, you can use a method like notebooking to help your kids learn to be independent. And it also works well to teach multiple ages together. So when you use notebooking even with a textbook, with living books, with any interesting books on the subject, you're really, as long as you take the time to teach your kids how to do this method well and how the process works, you, your kids can be highly independent. And so as they get older, I would give them more and more responsibility to read this book, read this chapter, read this lesson, and go ahead and draw the diagrams, write a few sentences. This works really well with narration, but all notebooking is, is basically written narration, but it also can include pictures and diagrams and that kind of thing. If notebooking is confusing to you, or you don't know what I'm talking about, check out my friends at notebookingpages.com. If you go to 41more.com forward slash notebooking, you will find 3000 free notebooking pages that you can download. And they also have a quick start guide where they explain the value of notebooking. So I won't go into it all here, but definitely check them out. And that's what I would say. So point number one, if you want to give your kids more responsibility and help them grow in their independence where they don't need you all the time. You really have to choose curriculum that will work that way, that will work well that way. Um, another thing is find curriculum where you can have short lessons when you do have to work with them. There are some times where you just can't, it can't be helped. 
Um, your fifth grader might still need you for stuff. So for, for example, here for spelling curriculum, we love, and I've already mentioned them at the beginning of this episode, we love all about spelling. And one of the many reasons we love them is because the lessons are short. Honestly, they're as short as you want them to be. Or if your kid is having a great day and you want to keep pushing forward, you can keep going with the lesson. It's really scripted out for you. It can be simple, tiny little baby steps every day. And so when you do have to work one-on-one with your child, it's great to have curriculum that has short lessons. Another thing to do is teach your kids how to accomplish and work on each subject, each curriculum, each task, and check their own work. So if you're constantly having to see, look over their shoulder, like, oh, I have to make sure you're doing everything right. That's going to suck up all your time. You can't do that with multiple kids and multiple subjects. So this does go back to choosing a really you know, homeschool-friendly curriculum, but you also need to, at the beginning of the year, Take some days, not even worrying about the content yet, not even worrying about getting into the curriculum, but teaching your kids how to use it. When they do their work, where do they go to check their answers? Can they be self-correcting and self-directed? And this, of course, as they get older, this is even more important. So my kids know when they're older and they're doing apologia and they do a qu- they do a quiz or this or that, they do an assignment or not grass or this, whatever curriculum we're using, they know where to find the answer key and they check it. And they also have a student grade sheet where they're keeping track of their grades. And I'm not having to do all this paperwork as a homeschool mom. So things like that will keep them highly responsible and independent. Um, If you want a student grade sheet, you can find that in my resource library as well. Here's another practical way to give your kids more independence. And that is to use Trello or on the younger grades, a work box to keep your kids on task so they know what to do each day, where their materials are, and they can visualize when they're going to be done. They can visualize and see, oh, okay, I have this many things to do today. And then my school day is done and I can go work on hobbies and free time and whatever. And I did a episode last week about how we love using Trello for organizing digital resources. But if you go to 41more.com forward slash Trello, you can see how I use it to communicate to my teens what they need to do. And it takes me an hour at the beginning of the year to set up their Trello boards, figure out their courses, and they basically just need to do the next lesson each day and they need to spend their time and they can check off stuff on Trello if I need to put extra information on there, I can do that. But Trello makes it really easy where I don't have a teacher planning book. I don't have to sit down with them each day and figure out what they need to do. It's all right there. It's a great way to communicate with them. And it doesn't take long at all to update their Trello boards each week. So it's really easy to use. Once again, let me just give you a few more little tips. Something that's really important is to set up expectations early in the year. Sometimes in our minds as a homeschool mom, we know what needs done. And for some reason, we think our kids can read our minds. But you really do need to walk through a typical school day. You need to walk through each subject and explain these are the materials. This is the task. This is what you do each day. And when you pick really homeschool friendly curriculum, you can just stick the bookmark in and say, okay, do the next lesson tomorrow. And that's simply all you need to do. You don't need to know what page of math you're going to be on on day 91 of homeschool. It doesn't matter. You just keep moving forward. You want to see progress. So I say, 
if you haven't thought about this aspect yet of how do you give, how do I give my kids more responsibility? How do I work myself out of a job? How do I make sure my kids are growing in maturity and independence? And I'm backing away little by little each year so that they can take this control and they learn to be lifelong learners. You're not always going to be there. You need to give them the tools and teach them how to be dependable, teach them how to be hardworking and, you know, help them as they go. But how can you do this? So you really do need a long-term plan for this transition. Look for the right curriculum, set up expectations, find a way for them to know what's, uh, what's, um, they need to accomplish each day through Trello or a workbox and go ahead and just work little by little on this process. I think if you haven't thought about it before, it's going to really make your homeschooling more peaceful, more efficient. It's going to give you more confidence because you'll be able to manage multiple kids in homeschooling and it won't drive you crazy on most days. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out a bunch of different resources again in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 197. Thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling. <laughs>